0: Hi, I'm Patricia Karbarak. And I'm Katina Sawyer. And welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. So today we're going to talk about goals. And it's very relevant because we're in the very beginning of 2019. And I know everybody's setting goals for sure. Katina, have you thought at all about New Year's resolutions or goals that you might have?
1: Yeah. So I generally do tend to set some goals, but I try not to make them super crazy because I want to actually be able to do them. I've had some goals sometimes that I've set for New Year's that are a little too ambitious and that I end up just being disappointed. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so I actually think that um, for this uh, particular upcoming year, I've had a really good experience going through actually the workplace wellness reset. And so I actually want to try to see if I can like keep going with that um, and incorporate it's easy to remember so um actually the meditation part I think was really helpful for me so um so I think you know just trying to keep in the swing of doing that I think would be cool so I'm actually gonna try to like do a year of trying to stay on track with the wellness reset on a consistent basis
0: Oh, that's such a fun one. I think I want to copy you. Yeah, you can copy me. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is awesome. I mean, I totally agree. So I think we have actually haven't probably talked about the reset on the podcast before. Um, So if you go to our website, workerbeing.com, you can sign up to our email list and you will receive our five-day workplace wellness reset. And it's basically just... Five days of one work week of little activities to do throughout the week to help you focus on yourself and your wellness. So Monday is Mindful Monday. Tuesday is Take a Break Tuesday. Then we have workouts, Thankful Thursday, and um, Friendship Friday. So there's little activities, um, different levels of the activities. You can start as a newbie all the way up to a boss bee where you're like really good at these things or really trying um, some more advanced activities. Um, but it's really just a good way that's based in research to help you kind of focus in on your wellness. And it has been really fun to do. So I think that's a great idea to, to do that throughout the year.
1: Yeah, because I think, you know, for me, I generally am in an okay rhythm with regard to working out and taking breaks were a little easier for me. But the mindfulness part i was less consistent about practicing that and i do feel like it's helpful to me um and then it's always good to remember to be thankful and connect with friends and you know i'm pretty social so i feel like um you know i see a lot of friends but just being deliberate about how you connect and um making it meaningful i think is important so for me i think that that's kind of the goal that i i would like to do and i think it's sustainable um because you know we didn't make it anything totally insane it's approachable (laughs) so Mm -hmm. if i if i'm telling other people to do it i feel like i should do it so i'm going to try to do it for the year and if you want to do it too then we can both have the same new year's resolution and we'll be little twins yeah
0: i i I totally am with you though i really like it because it kind of makes you remember i'm actually not good at taking breaks so um the mindful monday is definitely hard for me too um And when I did do it with the reset, though, I have to say I it's like a reminder, like, oh, yeah, I do like meditating. I do like practicing mindfulness. Why don't I do this more often? Yeah. Um, And then I actually did like an extra little meditation um, as I was going to sleep right afterwards. So it's like I added on something because I really liked it. So I need to like just keep reminding myself. But the breaks thing is hard. I don't know why it's so hard for me, but I have a hard time taking like a deliberate break where I'm like, doing something that's not just like quickly shoving food in my face or, you know, working. I'm good at disconnecting at night, but in the middle of the day, it's harder for me. Like, unless I'm, you know, I'll do tasks. So if I'm going to take a break, I'll go to the gym and I'll work out. And that's obviously a good break too, but I don't take like those kind of thoughtful, like calm breaks where, you know, maybe you read a little bit of your book or you just sit and have coffee or whatever. Um, that's not, me at all. And that is really hard for me. And I actually like the reminder of saying, like, hey, you should, you need to take a 10 minute break and just like not work. And because um, I would often go on social media and stuff like that, but that ends up being like worker being work, you know? So yeah, I'm not really right, right, stopping right. actual tasks that I need to do. So um, I think it'd be really great if I could continue actually focusing on like even just one break a day that is not work related that is not a workout that is not making food but is like just stop doing things
1: yeah (laughs) it's like non non busy like not physically busy and not mentally busy and -hmm. like if you think about it like you have 10 minutes everybody has 10 minutes or 15 minutes to just like take a breather one of the things that I was doing for take a break was also just petting my dog (laughs) you know like he sits there all day and is just staring at me doing work when I'm at home and I think his life must be fairly boring during the day he's probably wondering what the heck I'm doing Um, (laughs) and I know that sometimes he's come up to me and pawed at my keyboard and things like that so he clearly wants some more attention so even just something like that where I could tell that he appreciated the little break that I took to pet him helps you to calm down and just refocus and remember other things that are important to you. So yeah, I think that's a good reminder. I like that one. I'm going to pick up
0: Nittany and squish her when I want to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so violent. (laughs) She she might not like it as much, but she does. I agree with you. She's similar to, to Donnie where she wants the attention. Like she'll come over and like, look at me and I'm like, Oh, you're depressing. And then I might reach over and like pet her for a second, but why not take 10 minutes and like pet her play with her? give her a big hug that she will hate later, but love at the moment. <laughs> squish her. Squish her. Just squish her little face. Ugh, she's so cute. Uh, don't sound like squish. a crazy cat lady. <laughs> yeah.
1: The verb squish just doesn't sound pleasant. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's okay though. I'm sure in practice, it's more pleasant than what it sounds like. It's more like a, a very
0: big hug. Okay. It's just a big hug and <laughs> and I put my face on her face and that's me squishing her.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, that so. is <laughs> that hey, that's a very behavioral, that's very specific and behavioral practice um <laughs> which may have something to do actually with the topic for tonight, which I believe is setting goals um and I know Uh, part of what's good about goals is specific and behavioral. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about what you're going to be talking about in your article.
0: Yeah. So this article is actually less about setting the goals and more about why it's important to, you know, attain your goals and like really work towards those goals. So, and I definitely think we should touch on like what, what kind of goals you should set because that is important. But The article today is from the Journal of Occupational Organizational Psychology. It's a little bit older. It was published in 2003, and it was written by Harris, Daniels, and Briner, and it's called A Daily Diary Study of Goals and Effective Well-Being at Work. So the main points, before we dive into a lot of detail, is just that attaining your goals makes you feel better. It's very simple. If you accomplish your goals, your well-being and effective well-being is basically like your emotional well-being goes up. So if you when you feel like you're reaching your goals, you're going to feel a lot better, you're going to be happier, you're going to be a little more relaxed, you're going to feel more enthusiastic and motivated, less anxious, less depressed, less bored, less tired. So it's a lot of positive emotion. Um, that comes with attaining your goals and because the study is a daily diary study it's over time so like every day if you feel like you're achieving something during you know then at the end of that day you're feeling much more positive so it's all about kind of setting kind of small attainable goals so that you're feeling like I'm meeting that goal today and I'm really doing what I want to do um, so that you can be in a much better mood
1: cool so you mentioned a daily diary study and that that has to do with the way that people might apply the findings so if goals make you happier and have better well-being when you achieve them um, and they studied that using a daily diary method that has something to do with the way that people might think about setting their own goals so that they can be more well and happy so could you describe a little bit about what a daily diary study is sure so a daily diary
0: study I can't That's like a tongue twister, daily diary, <laughs> daily diary study. <laughs> um, it's basically where the um, people that they're serving or studying the participants, in this case, a call center employees, they're going to be completing um, some questions every single day. And in this case, I actually completed questions twice a day. So in the beginning of the day, they were asked about their emotional well-being. So you know, how are they feeling in terms of their happiness, their depression, their... Um, motivation, et cetera, then they're also asked that at the end of the day. But they're asked um, throughout the day like if they feel like they're meeting certain goals. So they actually looked at five different goals. So at the beginning of the study, they said, okay, here are five goals. W- rate their importance. So that was also a piece of the puzzle is how important do you think these goals are to you? And the five goals were getting along with people at work, being able to influence your work, you know, having good performance that day, feeling like you've got status at work and having a sense of purpose. So your goal is to have that purpose or to have that high status or to be a good performer. Um, And so those are kind of small goals that are really, could be just about that day. You know, maybe my goal is to be a good performer and that day I'm going to want to be a good performer because that's my, that's a broad goal, but it's also can be a very small goal in terms of that specific day and what you're doing that day. Um, So then for each day that, the employees would rate how well they thought they got to that goal at the end of the day. And then you were able to see, you know, how do they feel emotionally um, based on that?
1: Cool. Does that make sense? Does answer your yeah. question? Yeah. <laughs> so it's really broken down into smaller steps. So I think something that's interesting about that from a takeaways perspective is, Sometimes we set these really big goals and not to go back to the reset again, but that's why I like the reset because it's like on this day, do this and here are some specific suggestions of what to do. I think sometimes we set these really big goals like, okay, this year I'm gonna, you know, become an assistant vice president um, because right now I'm a manager or whatever the case may be. Right. But we don't ever break down on a daily basis. Like what are we doing to get there? We just kind of say, like, by the end of the year, this is what I'm going to do. But I think a lot of times what happens with big goals that require a lot of complex parts is that we don't think about on a daily basis how our behaviors are contributing to the goal. So mm-hmm. one thing that I think is interesting about that is that they really kind of forced people in the study to sit back and think about how they were making progress in a in a small way each day towards the goal, which... As they were recognizing the progress they were making, that progress had a had a positive impact on their well-being. So it's not just about having a goal, um, but it's also about, you know, one of the ways that you might be able to get there or that you might be able to benefit from the progress you're making is by recognizing the behaviors that you're doing to contribute to that. And that might also actually help you attain the goal because you're not just waiting until, you know, next December 31st to start working towards the goal you set on last December 31st.
0: Exactly. I think that's huge. So like good performance, right? So if your goal is to be a good performer, maybe there's a bigger goal. Maybe your goal is I want to get a promotion. Um, so I want to get promoted, but to do that, I need to be a show that I'm a really good performer. So then every day your goal is to be a good performer and maybe um, one of your goals would be to take on new tasks that you haven't done before that are related to that promoted job, right? So then you take on those new tasks and maybe that can't be a daily goal, but that's like a quarterly goal. So you could have different levels of goals and, um, and the idea of attaining those goals is really what's going to drive your well being and you're feeling those positive emotions. So I think it's really important, like you said, to reflect, you know, every day you can sit down and reflect and think, okay, did I meet my goal of being a good performer today? yes, great. So now how do I feel? I feel awesome because I did a great job and I'm reminding myself that I did a great job and I'm doing this thing that's going to help me with my bigger goal.
1: Yeah. And I think it also requires you to be a little bit more intentional about what the exact behaviors are on a daily basis that might get you there. So, you know, if I set a goal for myself that says I'm going to write a manuscript, you know, uh, on a particular topic and the deadline for it is December 10th that's an actual deadline that I have so I'm using it (laughs) there are there are different ways that I can go about doing that I can say oh I'm gonna you know completely cram and stress myself out the week of December 3rd through December 10th or I can say okay you know I've got about a month and the manuscript has to be about 40 pages so every day I'm just gonna write two pages or three pages and by December 10th it'll be done right Mm -hmm. um so And I can then remind myself, you know, it may not be completed yet, but I wrote another two pages today. I got myself closer to the goal, whatever the case may be. And that helps me to be intentional about I have this big goal, but I want to break it down to smaller pieces. And I'm also giving myself credit for the progress I'm making to help myself feel like I'm actually getting closer to what I want to achieve. I think it actually kind of goes back to our healthy snacking episode that we had a few,
0: gosh, I don't know, several weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's kind of the same idea, right? With that episode, we talked a lot about how if you're intentional, if you're reminding yourself of your goal, then your behaviors will match. And it's kind of like, I feel like it's a cycle, right? So if you're reminding yourself that I want to get this promotion, so I want to be a good performer, and you keep doing that every day, every day you're reminding yourself of that, then you're building these behaviors and these habits to meet your broader goal. And the same with your writing. If you're writing... You keep reminding yourself, okay, I just need to write two pages today to get to that bigger goal. My goal is a small thing. I can do it. I can do it. And then you keep doing it. Then you're easily going to get to that other goal because you're just keep reminding yourself of what that goal is. You keep guiding yourself towards that goal and you get there you actually yeah. do. So I think that's huge for like New Year's resolutions cuz people fail them so quickly. And I think there's like some I can't remember what the statistic is, but it's something like by Valentine's Day like 90% of people have failed their <laughs> resolutions. Um so think about your resolution in that way, you know, it's much better to do like a monthly goal and then maybe break that down. Or if you're going to do a big year-long goal, think about how you can break that down and like get to places where you achieve that goal. Um, earlier so that you, or at least those smaller goals earlier so that you can feel that that positive emotion. Um, and in this study, it talked about not only is attaining, those, attaining a goal helping you feel more positive in the sense of feeling like happier, but it also um, helps with what's called activated affect. So that's like emotions that are motivating. So it's like you're feeling enthusiastic, you're feeling motivated to do something. Um, you're feeling active, you're feeling like being pushed towards more. So if you're achieving those little goals daily, you're going to keep feeling motivated to keep going.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And if you think about, you know, there are sort of two traps you can fall into here because a lot of people that fail their New Year's resolutions, I think, are probably – either doing one of two things. They set a huge goal and they don't think of on a daily basis how they're going to break that down. So it's just kind of this lofty thing that's very ambiguous that they don't know how to achieve. So they kind of are frozen with regard to how go- how to go about achieving it. So it just never gets done. Or you set, you know, these daily goals, like people will say, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour every day. But it's not linked to a broader you know, why? What am I doing? Why am I going? Why am I motivated towards that goal? What is it about that goal that makes me happy? So they kind of trail off because they never, it just seemed like a good goal to have, but it wasn't really something that was super important to them. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, you mentioned before the value of having goals that are important to you. I think, you know, really thinking hard about what your goal is and why you want that to be your goal. And then once you have what your overall goal is, breaking it down into smaller pieces. And that could be a, a recipe for more well-being in the goal-setting arena. I totally agree. I mean, this study, like you said, it did talk about the importance of
0: goals. And what it found is that, you know, attaining any goal helps you. You're going to feel happier. Your positive emotions are going to be higher, regardless of how important that goal is. It's like, I have set a goal. Even if it doesn't matter that much to me, I feel good that I got there. But if the goal is important you feel even better so it's kind of like a just like making it more extreme right it's like i'm happy i um i don't know i made friends with joe down the hall um today but that wasn't like a really important goal to me. It's just nice that I wanted to make friends at work. And here I started making a friend. But maybe my bigger goal is, like I said, that promotion. I feel like I keep going back to that, which I don't even know why. But whatever. <laughs> um, so let's say that's my bigger goal. So, you know, I'm going to feel happy that I made friends with Joe. But I got recognized by my boss today for doing a great job. And I feel even happier because that is the goal that I care about the most. Yeah. So, Yeah, there is definitely something about that importance piece that if you really care about a goal, if it's really important to you personally, then you're going to feel a lot better when you get there. So I think that those small breakdowns of goals are important that if you can break down the really big goal that matters a lot to you into little goals, then each time you get one of those little goals, you're going to feel awesome and help kind of propel you to continue that path.
1: Yeah, and it could happen vice versa. I feel like, you know, you're... Showing some unconscious, I don't know. Do you want Do you want a promotion? And and you don't really like Joe that much. Joe, Joe whoever sucks. you are. Uh, thanks, Joe. I have enough friends, but it's nice and all. Um.
0: Lame. He's just lame. You know, Joe down the hall. I work from home, so that would be like my random neighbor.
1: Yeah, I mean. I know, I know you've had some, uh, some good stories about neighbors, but I never heard one about Joe, maybe, uh,
0: (laughs) Joe doesn't exist, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell everyone the truth, there is no Joe!
1: Oh my God! You're such a liar. You're, you're, you've already you've already failed your unconscious, not real New Year's resolution to not care about making friends with Joe just solely because Joe doesn't exist. I know, I know. It's such a tragedy. Remember when uh when we were grad students, Patricia and I had a really good friend in grad school, and for whatever reason, she well, we're still good friends with her, and she's awesome, but. For whatever reason she came remember, Anne came into school and she was like, I don't want any new friends.
0: And <laughs> I wasn't there yet. That was the, you, that was a year before yeah, I got she there. Said I just it heard to me. the story.
1: And then and then like we ended up becoming really good friends. We're like still friends like ten years later. But like the first semester, she was like, I don't need any new friends. I have enough friends. And she's like such a nice person and she's so friendly. I have no idea why she was saying that. But anyway, her her goal was not to make friends with Joe. She was clearly trying to get the promotion. Or whatever she was trying to do. But yeah. But I think you're right. I think I think there are lots of different goals that are important to different people. And um I think it's interesting in the study that they like gave them goals and then asked them how to how important they were. It would be interesting if people were able to like set I guess it's difficult to standardize like what goals people would set. So mm-hmm. that's probably why they did it for the purpose of a study. But like it would be interesting to see, you know, what the difference is if you actually have some ability to set your own five goals instead of having preset goals, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That would be really interesting. But to me, um, maybe I'm wrong, but to me, it almost feels like if someone gave you goals to have that, those five goals, even the, the fact that they're given to you, they're probably not as meaningful. Like some of the, maybe one's more important than the other. Maybe you are concerned about your performance. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, you know, maybe they're not as important to you because someone handed them to you. But even with that, they found these results. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a more uh, conservative test of the hypotheses because if you had your own goals, you would assume people would be more committed. Um, mm-hmm. So if they found results when they have goals given to people, then that's a good good sign that their own goals would probably also be important. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, and I think they picked goals that were broad enough that you know, like you said, most people care about their their performance. Most people care about Um, you know having people at work get along with them like you know they didn't pick anything like you know uh, this week I'm going to get better at PowerPoint presentations or something that would be like super specific. <laughs> I feel like that's an unconscious goal that I picked because I just <laughs> looked at my PowerPoints for my classes and I felt like they were kind of ugly and I have to redo them.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I actually think one of the goals they picked was really weird. So I'm going to just say it high status to me. I mean, maybe there's yeah. people that care about that, but and I know that that is a thing that people care about, but I was like high status. Like how yeah. do you feel high status in the one day?
1: Yeah. Like I today I pushed, I pushed everything <laughs> off of someone's desk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I met my goal of status. I showed them.
1: <laughs> I just walked around and I and was yelling, I'm the boss goal achieved. <laughs> oh man. I mean,
0: maybe I guess it's like being right. Re- if you're like recognized in recognized. front of other people. Yeah. Um, yeah could give you status i don't know or like maybe someone put you in charge of something that day like hey like do this work group and you're gonna be the lead of this work group for some project or some task so i guess i could see it but i i just thought it was a funny one because i was like i don't think i've ever felt like i need that high status moment in this day
1: (laughs) yeah it's interesting though because status is a motivator for people but it's almost like something at the organizational level that people need to think about, like how are you allowing people at a reasonable time period to have some status, you know, Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. opposed to something that you actively are like, I'm trying to like today I did like I enacted behaviors that showed people that I had status. Um, So like, it's kind of, it's a weird personal goal, I guess, but it's something that like organizations have to think about so that people aren't there like, you know, oh, it's my 20th year and I'm still like the assistant, the assistant to the, you know, vice president who is the assistant to the, you know, whatever. Like, like people have to think about that. But yeah. it is kind of interesting as a personal goal. So I don't know. Maybe people out there uh, feel differently about it. But yeah, my, <laughs> Please my tell first, me. for some reason, my first thought is just like someone that just walks around like. <laughs> like somebody that would be like a bad character from the office or something just like asserting their status over people but there's probably (laughs) other ways to do that maybe it goes back to that promotion i keep talking about yeah
0: (laughs) maybe it's like the day you get a promotion you're like yes i have status finally jeez
1: just give patricia that promotion already and for god (laughs) she wants it so bad (laughs)
0: dying for that promotion dying for
1: it. <laughs> Not even a subtle hint. Not even
0: so. <laughs> the promotion might exist unlike Joe.
1: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Since Joe's completely made up. <laughs> Joe is so made up. I mean oh, so made up. We have to like find a random person named Joe that lives in your building and just like befriend him at some point and then like bring him on the podcast or something to be like i'm joe and and no one really cares about me <laughs> <laughs> that'd yeah. be kind of fun that
0: would be funny i could just grab some random person and make them say their name is joe but that's still a lie i guess uh, that's bad. a, a status thing
1: <laughs> that's a status move you're- it
0: is there you go my status goal is to make someone say their name is joe
1: <laughs> say you're joe you're joe you today joe. buddy <laughs> You're Joe wow. if I say you're Joe. <laughs> All oh, right. Joe. Anyway, Joe. we're so weird right now, but um maybe our twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen is the year of us being weird, apparently. Um uh, so, I feel like we've always been weird, but yeah, anyways. we've always been weird. We're we're OG weird. Um but yeah. <laughs> so uh so what are the main takeaways that anything that you want people to know about the article that we haven't talked about yet?
0: I think we've talked about the main key points. Like I said, it was kind of an, an early study in terms of this type of area. So it was pretty um, basic in, in terms of figuring out like what does attaining a goal lead to in terms of your well-being. So I'm going to just reiterate that attaining your goals will lead to you feeling better emotionally, both being happy and relaxed and those kind of more calm what they call pleasure affect, which I don't know why, but that word just weirds me out. <laughs> it's, creepy. Um, it's a little creepy, but less anxious, you know, and more of the positive things. And then the activated affect or being motivated and enthusiastic or less bored and less tired. I do want to talk about like what you can do about this. So I think we've talked about it a lot, but I just kind of want to streamline it as key takeaway. So let's say Joe is an actual employee and he wants to feel better on the job he wants to feel happier because he's been kind of in a bad mood that joe um (laughs) so the the key for joe would be to set attainable goals right like we talked about already like you want to make sure that your goals are attainable and that you can reach them in a reasonable amount of time and not be trying to work towards them for months and months and months so again you can break down a bigger goal but as long as you have something that you are reaching for and then you can actually get to you're going to be doing better. And if you can make that goal, something that's important to you. Um, so if Joe decides that actually being my friend is super important to him and our goals might be disconnected, (laughs) but he can work towards that. And you know, maybe he takes me to coffee one day. Wow. (laughs) I know he invites me to go to coffee and we go and you know, he, the end of that day, he's like, I made a big step to reaching my goal. I spent more time with Patricia today, Um, and then he feels happy because he got to attain that goal of spending time with me.
1: Um, And while I'm very kind of pissed
0: because I'm like very wasting my
1: time. Yeah, this is a very lopsided friendship that you and Joe have.
0: I know, I know. I'm sorry. I feel like I should tell him. Yeah. Well. But then he might get disappointed because he won't be able to attain this goal and then he's not going to feel positive. So I don't want to impact his well-being. So let's keep it a secret.
1: We'll we'll leave it alone.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. (laughs) But so Joe has that smaller goal of spending more time with me and that leads to the bigger goal of us being friends. So when he spends more time with me, he achieves that goal and he's going to feel more positive and then he'll feel more motivated to continue pursuing the bigger goal and just, you know, get enthusiastic and excited and move forward. Um so that's great for the employee perspective. I think from a manager side, like it would be really helpful for managers to help their employees set attainable goals. So like a lot of times managers will set these like big quarterly goals you know, at the end of this quarter, we need to do this. Or at the end of this year, this is what we're expecting, especially when there's like an annual review process, like once a year, and then you might set a goal and then you forget about it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shoot, my goal was to be best friends with Joe. And I forgot all about it. (laughs) Um, And then I like rush and try to make friends with him very quickly. And it gets really awkward because I like invite him over my house. And it's just weird. That is weird. I know. I get really weird, but but so, like, that isn't helpful, right, for anybody. So as a manager, let's say you have to do one big goal a year because that's what you do in your performance review process, whatever. Um, let, maybe the organization can improve that, but that's a different story. As a manager, though, you could break down those goals and check in with your employee and say, like, hey, like, have you done XYZ that's leading towards this other goal? So give them little goals and help them set those goals. And then when they start feeling like they're making progress and they're attaining the little goals, then they're going to feel more positively and be better off as well. So then you'll you'll be impacting their well-being by helping them think through um, achieving these small goals day-to-day that, um, you know, that they can easily do if you, if you kind of give them that insight and that push.
1: Yeah, that makes sense to me. You know, like when I've worked with executives before – and done some coaching work with them. One of the things that I think is really interesting is that they'll set these goals. And then, if you ask, what are the specific behaviors that you want people to be doing on a daily basis that will help people to achieve that goal? A lot of times, the leader can't answer that question. So, no. Yeah. And so, people have these goals you know we want to achieve this target or this amount of sales or we want to deliver this kind of customer service or whatever but they don't really know what it looks like on the ground on a daily basis so it's really difficult for them to communicate what should be happening in order for people to reach that goal because they haven't really thought about it they just want it to happen they've defined maybe what good customer service looks like um, in sort of a you know generic way but they don't have clear behavioral things that they want people to do on a daily basis to say okay this is this is actually what I mean by this is how i would define success from a behavioral perspective so i think you know that's a really good point that as a manager if you're setting goals you should also be able to roll up your sleeves and work with your employees to say okay and what does that look like um on a daily basis so that we can get it to a more granular level so yeah i think employees can be part of that process and inputting for themselves what they think that those you know behaviors look like and for personal goals obviously that's um an entirely personal process but With the manager, I think it's also really important to keep in mind that you need to do that for yourself, but also facilitate that for other employees.
0: Yeah. And to that point, that goes all the way up to senior leadership. And ideally, HR, too, would be helping with creating a process that's easy to use for people instead of like... I mean, we can go on annual reviews forever. Um, Another topic of IO psychology that we know a lot about. Um, But those annual reviews are not helpful really for anybody. So it'd be great if, you know, leadership can trickle down these smaller goals. HR can really help create some structure around that. And if you're, you know, being reminded of smaller goals, daily things you can do to Start meeting your goals, you're going to feel a lot more positively and you're going to be happier and more motivated to continue meeting those goals. So, I don't know why anyone wouldn't do that, right? That's like a huge win 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 all around.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it just takes the time and the effort to break things down, you know, have a big goal, remind yourself of why it's important, know that it's important, and then break it down into, like you said, quarterly, monthly, daily. Goals that you're working towards. Remind yourself of your progress towards those, and you'll eventually get there. But it takes a little bit of upfront work to determine what those short-term goals are that are going to get you to the long-term goal. But once you have that roadmap, um, it makes it so much easier to actually get there, and there's so much more clarity um, in in what the process is that'll actually bring you to success. So exactly, that's awesome. Yep.
0: So I thought it was a very relevant article given the time of year. Um, And we'd love to hear from all of our listeners, get to know what your New Year's resolutions are. So please reach out, send us a note. Um, We'd love to feature your email um, in a Hello from the Hive segment. So just write us in. Um, You can email us at workerbeing at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, workerbeing.com which is also where you can get the reset if we haven't sold you on it yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can also contact us on social media. So at Worker Being Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Thanks for listening and happy goal setting.
1: Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Joe. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
0: <laughs> the Worker Being podcast is hosted
1: by us, Patricia Grabar and Katina Sawyer and produced by Allie Johnson.